Welcome back into Changing of the Times. I'm your host, Josh Daishi, joined by my colleague, David Ulack. Spencer Grossinger is in studio and on time. So we will be joining, he'll be joining us shortly. David, Wildcard Weekend is in the books. And there were the sheriff's surprises and outstanding play. There's also some unsettling news coming out of Philadelphia. And the future NFL stars will be on display tonight in the BCF Championship game when Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith leads Alabama's high-powered offense to take on Justin Fields, a future first-round and top uh, high-end first-round pick in Ohio State. David, overall, pretty exciting weekend, some great games. What were your thoughts? Um, well, first of all, um, yeah, we, we, we kind of have um, just the Cleveland Browns coming out with a, with a big win yesterday. It was uh, definitely, definitely a big big storyline of the weekend you know the my, my shocker of the weekend was though the Seattle Seahawks how bad they were against a team that didn't really seem to have a functioning quarterback and still somehow lose a game to the LA Rams who are absolutely great defensive team but still in this age of the NFL it is kind of shocking to see a team like Seattle really lay the egg that they did okay um, well, what do you what do you think, Spencer? Spencer, welcome and thanks for showing up. Yeah, no doubt, no problem. Um, it's really good. It's really good to be here. Thank you for blessing us. <laughs> I thought that the biggest storyline. I agree. It's Russell Wilson. I mean, this is a guy who started out the year and he was he was untouchable. Uh, everybody was wondering why did Pete Carroll for all these years. Why did they run the ball so much and not just let Russell loose? Russell Wilson's this unstoppable, incredible quarterback who should be throwing it 50 times. But what ended up happening is Russell Wilson reserted back to kind of what he is, which is a really good quarterback, but he's not the style of guy that wants to throw the ball 50 times. He's much better in that 25 to 30 range. It doesn't mean he's not as good as Mahomes or a guy like Aaron Rodgers. It's just the style of Seattle is really running the football. And Pete Carroll was kind of bullied by a lot of NFL nerds that don't like running the ball on first down to really chuck it all over the ballpark. And Seattle is a team. I really believe that they feed off of the energy of the home crowd. I believe Pete Carroll's a rah-rah guy. And Russell Wilson he needs a running game. And this 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 experiment of letting him throw the ball, it ended up being a real failure. And it was so embarrassing, that football game by Russell Wilson, the worst game of his career, no doubt about it. And for the Rams and Sean McVay, Sean McVay hires his 35-year-old random linebackers coach from the from the Broncos, Brandon Staley. And now this dude's like the best defensive coordinator in the world. It's unbelievable, uh, McVay. Well, I mean, Jalen Ramsey has a lot to do with that. I really believe that. He did a good job on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. With DK Metcalf? Yeah. Yeah. He did. Uh-huh. He might be worth the headaches, you know, and the picks. Well, he's worth the money, it looks like. All right. So, real quick, I want to talk about – we have already touched base on, you know, Cleveland. What do you, who, who's the biggest disappointment this week, Seattle or Pittsburgh? They both lost their home games. Pittsburgh went 1-5 down the stretch after starting 11-0. David, your thoughts? On Pittsburgh as a whole. It was still Seattle. I mean, Pittsburgh looked like a team that was semi-defeated coming into the playoffs. You know, they kind of limped in. Ben, Big Ben has kind of looked to shelve himself lately. I mean, I think that 
Seattle, I mean, the, the expectation for Pittsburgh was at best to win this game and then lose next week. So, I mean, Seattle was still all year Super Bowl expectation. There was, even going into this, you know, could possibly NFC Championship. So, I mean, I, 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 I really think it's Seattle and nobody else in this one. Well, David, I'll put an argument in for the Steelers, okay? One, with the Rams, you have – like a top five coach that's in attendance in Sean McVay. Uh, your offensive line is intact and you're playing the best defense. You look at the Browns defense is terrible. They're literally playing football players that just arrived to the facility like two days ago. <laughs> like Baker Mayfield said after the game, I literally did not know who was on my offensive line. I met this guy like like 10 hours ago. Well, and the Steelers, by the way. guy that played two plays, Spencer. One guy that played two plays. Okay, how's the rest of that offensive line, David? By the way, their offensive line. By the way, the offensive line coach, the offensive line coach, not there at all. And unlike Seattle, where that game was competitive, the the Steelers had the worst first quarter in their franchise's history. They were down twenty eight to nothing. Man, they snapped the ball over the guy's head. Ben Roethlisberger with four turnovers. They, they come on, coach, you can't go down twenty eight to nothing like that. Spencer, again, I didn't say anything. Um, I, I don't know if you picked up on that. It was you and David arguing. I will say this, you know, Cleveland, obviously, they were down their offensive line coach. They were down Kevin Stepanski. Uh, their special teams coach was was calling the game. I think it was a great win. I also, as discussed on Friday's broadcast, said that I believe that after 18 years and of the muck and all the things that stacked against Cleveland and seeing how Pittsburgh's been playing the last couple of weeks, I went with Cleveland. You know that. Um so yeah, all right. So I, I agree with charge, you. By the way, I, I, I said Kareem Hunt, Nick yeah. Chubb, you know Jarvis Landry. They all scored. You know, I think P- Baker Mayfield played a fine game uh, as a whole. I think it was pretty good. All right, so let's jump into another storyline. I'm going to give you two names. Best storyline of the weekend: Jared Goff or Ta- Taylor Heineke. Hey, Spencer, why don't you fire first? Best storyline is Taylor Heineke because this was a guy that that needed this game to propel his career. And if Taylor Heineke really struggled uh, in, in this spot, he might not ever get like another NFL job again. I mean, this is still a college student that's 27, that's around my age, so I, I can relate to this guy at Old Dominion University. And he he played a, he played a really good game against Tom Brady, and everybody in Washington is going to remember this guy and and, and kind of have a footnote of just how weird you know this game was and and how good he played and. Maybe he can be like Matt Flint. David. I, I don't even know where this question and what, like how, how it's a comparable storyline. I don't even know Jared Goff was really a storyline this weekend. Um, well, he came in, has a broken thumb, pins in his hands, you know, comes in and wins against against Seattle. So he wasn't, yeah, even, he, play. He wasn't even healthy enough to start or they would have started him. Correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, 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 basically the defense won the game for them and he – yeah, I mean Taylor Heineke was, you know, he was he was okay, you know. He, he okay, he has earned himself a backup job in the league probably next year. You know, brighter future in the league right now, guys. Taylor Heineke or Dwayne Haskins? Dwayne Haskins. You really think so? I'll go against that. I'll say Taylor Heineke. 
I agree because Heineke comes. Let's come back to that next year and we'll see who gets more opportunities. It's easily Dwayne Haskins. No, Haskins Haskins has. Why would you want to take such a distraction in your locker room, in your quarterback room? Okay. This guy has a track record of off the field being completely irresponsible. Okay, buddy, buddy, just we'll let time. Spencer, 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 I will guarantee you Haskins will be in the league next year and the year after that. I think that the NFL is going to – I don't think any team is going to want the guy in the quarterback building. Well, that's why there have been 10 teams who have sat meetings with him. Before. No, he's distracting. You look at Tebow, Manziel, these are distracting guys. The best – All I'm saying is that the Panthers right now, if you look at the news, uh, are on the verge of signing him. You've got other teams lining up with interest in him. All I'm saying is that there are a lot of teams in the NFL that are very interested in Dwayne Haskins. So you can say whatever you want. The, the facts are the facts. I think he'll be have a job, I, but I think I think Heineke proved a lot, and I think he'll be there. No, I'm surprised. I'm surprised somebody would want. I think he's gonna have like that 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 big of a chance. Haskins will have a chance to start in the league. Heineke will have a chance to be a backup. Okay, yeah. The only way me, but Heineke's not going to be a starter. The only way me and Coach can win this bet is if is if Haskins keeps going to strip clubs and he gets can't and, and and nobody in the NFL signs him and and he's not mature enough to be in an NFL locker room. That's the only way me and Coach can win this thing. All right, guys, let's kind of review some of the games. Uh, the Saints and, and the Bears. Any real surprises? I mean, Drew Brees looks solid. Alvin Kamara, stud. Coach, I mean, I mean. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit disappointed in your boy Mitch Trubisky that I've been hearing about for like the last four weeks that you were telling us how how great he had been playing. Well, David, he wins games. I consider greatness wins. So you know, uh, and he he struggled. He did not look good. And I I'll ask this question to you: Is it his last game as a Bear, Spencer? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Hundred yeah, percent. Yes, it, yes, it is. No way he's calling back. It didn't matter if he. Was- Freaking went to the conference championship. He was not coming back. David, who has a better chance of starting next year? Dwayne Haskins or Mitchell Trubisky? Well, it depends. They'll both be backups to start. So it depends on where wherever they sign. I can't I can't answer that question right now. Can you you so you can't think that uh Ryan Pace and the Chicago Bears we will bring them back next year. You want to bet dinner on this? I'm just asking a question. I'm just, you, uh, I mean, because you, you, you keep on going back to the same thing. I've told you the answer since like week five. There's no chance. So you don't think he's coming back at all? There's zero chance he's coming back. Never, he would not have come back with wins in the playoffs. Does he have a better chance of coming back than Dwayne Haskins does at Washington? Well, yeah, because Dwayne Haskins is cut. Sure. I mean, there, I mean that, that's, that's like, I don't even know. Like, that's a stupid question. Why would he come back and watch and play? Well, I can't disrespect the questions, okay? I mean, I'm just saying, right. I mean, when was the last time a guy got cut and then came back to the same place that he got cut from right away? Nick Foles, baby, Super Bowl champion. When was Nick Foles cut by the. If he was cut by the Eagles and the Rams or something, you know? He was waived. Yeah, he was. So, all right. So, jump into jump in another, another game. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson gets off the Schneid. Wins his first playoff game against Tennessee. I thought Tennessee. I thought Tennessee's offensive line was disappointing. They really, uh, Derrick Henry, who rushed for over two thousand yards. I thought that was the biggest disappointment of the weekend, to be honest with you. That's, that's a great, 
Great, great point. I mean, because David and you specifically, and this isn't a knock on you, coach. A lot of other people are saying it, you know. They said that that Derrick Henry is the most valuable player in all of the NFL. He only had 40 yards. He was ineffective. He was horrible in the game. Uh, if you're that good of a player, you gotta you gotta make a difference. And this offensive line it, it, it is what it is. The Ravens dominated him. And I, I told you Lamar would play pretty dang good. And Guess what, Lamar Jackson, I mean, he keeps making me look dumber and dumber with my take on that he wasn't going to be that good of a quarterback. He showed really good touch. And, Coach, I don't know if you saw the game, but first quarter, the Titans up 10 to nothing. Lamar hit a big-time throw on third and 15. Titans actually got up big. They had a chance. But your boy Tannehill, is your is Ryan Tannehill ever going to take the Tennessee Titans to anything of, of – is he ever going to take them back to an AFC championship – and I say no. I think this Titans team's in purgatory. And how about Mike Vrabel putting the ball on his on the forty yard line like that? Come on, Mike. Yeah, they're, they're down one score. I mean, yeah, just so I, soft. I, I think the game more yesterday was an indictment on Derrick Henry than not that, that on Ryan Han, Ryan Tannehill than Derrick Henry because I don't know what more Derrick Henry could actually do. You're stacking the box. I mean. He won't think it blocks. I mean, at some point you have to be able to get a little bit of room to run. So it almost shows how valuable he is in the sense that Tannehill was a no-show and the offensive line's a no-show. So I agree with David on that one. All right. So let's jump into I thought maybe the game of the weekend was, in my opinion, it was a shootout between the Washington football team and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Spencer. Really? Really? Solid game. I, I, the, Washington, the Washington football team should have never been in it. I thought and it was okay. I, 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 what was your game of the weekend? Uh, my game of the weekend is definite. I'm going to take the Bills Colts. is more dramatic, okay? I thought the Colts had a better chance to win. And then maybe Cleveland winning. Um, I really thought the Bucks still had what? Honestly, I'm, I'm not being contrarian. I probably would have ranked the Washington Redskins, the, the Washington versus Tampa Bay game, maybe like the fifth best game of the weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought the game was totally in control for Tampa the whole time. It kind of, it, yeah, it kind of got close at one point, but then, you know, as soon as it got close in the third, well, what happened? Brady scores, Brady scores, and then Heineke's forced to get a couple of comeback touchdowns, never really get too, too close. Okay. Yeah, the atmosphere was dead. That there's no one in the stands. Coach, you this is, you But this is your game, Coach. You got to defend this game, this Washington game. The atmosphere was dead because there have been no – I think that's my go-to line for the rest of the games this year. The atmosphere was dead. And guess what, Coach? Well, you know what, Coach? I really think you love the NFC East. You love torture. You want yeah. the NFC East to stay alive. I'm glad it's over. You know, I, you and I went 5-1 and one this past week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, all right. So, yeah, obviously the Colts game was very good. You know, I may have misspoke. I'm glad for – they've got the first playoff win since uh, 95. Josh Allen looked pretty good. You know, uh, I'm really pleased with what's going on there. So – some another storylines coming out, Spencer, is the fact that here in Philadelphia, there's some Doug Peterson doesn't appear to be on. He could be on his way out. From what I'm saying, what's your thoughts on that? Is Doug P going to be Dougie P getting the scapegoat? 
it's pretty pretty crazy um that Jeffrey Lori like what have they been doing these last six days um why wasn't this discussed like early last week it was. What, what was so why is we here why are we hearing about this on Sunday David and then also all these other coaching candidates are already getting uh interviewed so I don't know why, what's taking so long. To inform you on the situation because you, 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 you do seem pretty uninformed. Oh, you know what? How, how about this? Am I informed now? Uh, Joe Douglas is uh, it likes Doug Peterson a lot. They might trade Doug Peterson. How about that? Am I getting closer to, oh, to being informed? Correct me, correct me if I'm wrong from what I understand because Spencer can't understand it at all. Okay, David, let's let's hear it. And Co- Coach and I spoke about it yesterday. It's um, apparently Laurie and Pearson went in for what you would call a standard exit interview, which is standard in college, NFL, basically pro and college sports where you bring in your coach, every player, they all have exit interviews. And apparently during the exit interview with Pearson to the owner, there was just like a blow up in, in what, 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 what would you call it? Vision? Yeah. You know, where the where the franchise is going. So this is why you're hearing about this now, Spencer, because there was no, we're going to fire you until the fact that they got into a room and apparently really went at it. When was the exit interview? It was last week. David, David, let me ask you a quick question. You talk about, that's basically what's coming out of Philadelphia, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, It's coming out more and more. I think there was definitely, from what I understand, there was, uh, from, from a couple of the beat writers that are very good, very knowledgeable. The other thing that came out was, and I heard this recently, uh, as recent of an hour, some of the exit interviews with the players, they kind of rolled Doug Peterson too on, on, on what happened. Now, Peterson, as we know, Spencer, we, he has had no control over his staff. Um, and, and with that being said, I think Peterson basically said, listen, you guys are, I need, I'm a Super Bowl winning head coach. You know, I, I did this three years ago. I thought we went on a run last year at the end of the season where they won four straight games prior to going into the playoffs with that staff with Carson Welch and uh, Mike Rowe was the offensive coordinator. And he said that Monday that they're coming back. And then Tuesday morning, they were let go. So it made Doug look pretty bad. And I think he brought in, they brought in Rick, Stan, Rick Scandarello. He, he was, was like the red zone, red zone coordinator. They brought in uh, Marty Morningwig. I forget who, uh, Press Taylor. I think uh, Press Taylor, isn't he getting elevated to the offensive coordinator? That's what Doug wants now. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is he's basically being, Marty Morningwig got tossed out. Scarello's gone. Uh, from what I understand, Peterson wants to elevate him, but there seems to be disconnect. And when there's disconnect with a head coach who, I will say this, I think the guy's earned some clout because he did win a Super Bowl. But if you constantly continue to undermine them, you know, I said this weeks ago. I, if I'm Doug Peterson, I want to be fired. Get me out of here. This is terrible. This is not the environment that I want to be in. If I, if everything I want as the head coach, I'm pretty sure he didn't sign off on the Jalen Hurts like second round pick because he he wants another either whether it's the top offensive lineman, a deep line, Patrick Queen, who was a great linebacker, or another receiver. I'm sure you know he has to have some say. And and Howie Roseman constantly did this. And we know this, Howie Roseman is very close to Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Lloyd. And maybe they're coming to a point where, like, you know what? The players spoke out, spoke against him. You know what? We got to find a way to get him out of here. He's not, he's, not, he's not falling into the company line guy. And yeah. that means something. And, David, let me ask you a question. We have player exit interviews at high school, at our, at our school. Do you have the same for yours? 
every everywhere I've coached the last seven, eight years, I have an interview with every player. This last year we did not because of COVID, but everywhere else we've had it. And Spencer, not only the players, yeah. and I know for a fact that usually as a coach this year, I didn't, but once again, a different place, COVID, you have one individually as an assistant with your head coach and then as an assistant with your athletic director. Correct. And we all actually have a form without with the your head coach there. David, in fact, we have a form that the players have to fill out and they evaluate the coaching staff as a whole. Yeah. So that's how you're evaluated. Anonymous, anonymously, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be like, hey, did the, and you should, some of the questions are, did the player, were you, were you treated poorly? There's foul language, you know, was there any physical activity? No. So stuff like that, stuff that David, I can assure you at Notre Dame Prep, you guys never filled anything out. Um, no, 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 yeah, no, we had many exit interviews with um, Jeffrey Hammond. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> All right, before we jump into this weekend's games uh, coming out, um Let's talk about tonight's playoff uh, NFC uh, BCS championship game. You, know, you got the Heisman Trophy winner in Devontae Smith. Uh, Mac Jones is a first round pick. Uh, you know, Alabama is just rolling right now. I think they've had, the, in my opinion, it looks like they have a great offense. You got Justin Fields, who, you know, is jockeying for either the second overall spot to be taken or, you know, the third. Who, what's your thought? But had a great game, put up six touchdowns against Clemson last weekend or last, uh, I believe it was what, on, yeah. on, David, help me out. Was it New Year's Day? Friday. Um, yeah, I think it was New Year's Day. Friday. Okay, yeah. so, David, what's your take uh, on, on tonight's game? Do you think Justin Fields really needs to show anything in this game? I think he still needs to show a lot. I mean, if you listen to Todd McShay, he has him in the mid of his first round. Now, that's, now he's the first analyst who I saw do that. But, you know, McShay's a prevalent guy. Um, he had Do you think the injury what? plays into a factor? What? Do you think the injury that he that he suffered in the last week's game? Oh against no, I don't, I don't think I don't think the injury had anything to do with the with Justin Fields, the draft prospect, or what he was talking about. Okay. I mean, he was talking about inability to read the field. He's a one read guy, and you know, kind of said something to the fact that the Clemson game. You know, all of his first reads were just always going to be the right read on the field that they had called a perfect game. You know, so, so Spencer, that, you're, that, you, you, yeah, you, you play him to be a quarterback guru. Do you, do you see that? I do because Justin Fields, I mean, against a, a stingy Northwestern uh, defense, Justin Fields does not have great pocket awareness. If you ask Justin to run a 40 yard dash, he can run very quickly, but he doesn't really know how to. He, he doesn't have good instincts of extending plays like the other quarterbacks in this class, like Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. Just because you're really good in college, like Leinart, Vince Young, uh, Sam Bradford, just because you're a great college player does not mean you're going to be drafted high or be a great NFL talent. Uh, I think Ohio State tonight has, has a wonderful chance to win this game. I really do. They have great preparation, and they've only played six games. They're the much better football team than Alabama. I truly believe that. Uh, But the other thing I'm going to say is that somehow Ryan Day, like somehow Ohio State started huddling, and then Brent Venables, who who signals all his signals to the defense, they didn't have enough time to, to make like adjustments because Ohio State was huddling in the game and Ohio State never huddled. So Clemson was just thrown off by the whole game plan. Ryan Day was a master. 
Well, Spencer, I'm going to say this to you. First of all, that's poor planning, poor planning by Venables, all right, because they did it the entire game. So, in my opinion, your defense wasn't prepared. And I will disagree with you a lot. I think I, Justin Fields has been putting up great numbers since high school, all right? He, he played in – you want to – you continue to crucify this kid. And I think this kid – Crucify him? I just said he's an amazing college player. What, what what coach should I say is an NFL going to be a great NFL quarterback? Is that what I should say? Will he be better than Tua? Yes. Or no, yeah. no, no, no. Tua's a lot better than Justin Fields. I don't know about arm strength. It looks like Justin can get the ball down there. Is it all so. about arm strength? Then Ryan Mallett would be the, the best um the best out there. I mean, Tua's won a national championship. I mean, Tua's been dominant for, for three years at college. You look at Justin Fields last year. Congratulations. He won the Big Ten Conference. Great. You know? Dwayne Haskins played really well. Won it this year, too. My, my, my big X factor before, before we go back and forth in this game is going to be Tristifying Fields. It's just the fact that the Ohio State, the way that they have found a running game, I think has if if they can continue to run the ball the way that they have, it will allow Justin Fields to kind of throw in that one read setting that you know McShay okay. refers to, and this guy can run it the way you know it's gonna be very 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 hard for Bama to stop it. That being said, I don't know that his offense is a good slow. I mean, you know the matchup I'm going to be looking forward to is uh, Alve, the, the number two, the receiver for uh, for Ohio State, him against Sertan. I think that'll be a great matchup. Olave. Olave. I, I, yeah. I, think, um, I think Job will match up with him. But Josh yeah. Job. How about uh, Malachi Moore? What? Malachi Moore, the freshman. I think Job is your. Is but college. but David Mac Jones is doing this game. Don't you think that Ohio State's gonna gonna get interior pressure on Mac Jones all night? Hey, I mean, but the the, the difference is though. Can can what's it called? What, what what what's the what's his name? Can can you stop those three receivers and Menchie, Devontae Smith, you know, and Waddle. And Wilds probably playing tonight. They, they wow. have a couple of others, you know. Slade Bolden. Slade Bolden. I mean, Najee Harris. I think it's just a much better offense than – it's not even comparable the offenses. I agree with you. Trey Sermon's unbelievable. All right. Well, we'll I'm give – we'll, I'm talking about Clemson as a whole. The offense is much better for Alabama than it was for Clemson. And I think yeah. Alabama is still going to have – I mean, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll give our final score predictions at the end of it tonight. At we'll the end, we'll do it right now. We'll do it right okay. now. Right now, we're not. We're not. This, this is it, Spencer. Spencer. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I will. I think. The, I think what's going to be coming down to is Alabama's mundane offense, like you like to refer to it as. Um, how, how I think they have such an elite level talent. I think they're just going to blow the doors off. Uh, if, if if they get start if they get started, I, I think it'll be the, the, the X factor will be how Ohio State's defense can stop those guys that David mentioned. So I will take Alabama in a. I'll say I'll say um, I'll go 41-34. How's that sound? 41-34. Spencer, pretty pretty competitive game. So I'm gonna coach just took um, Ohio State to cover and to push the over under. Is that what it is, did? I, yeah, I did. I have no. I, and you without, know, I don't without pay. Knowing. Without knowing, you know, I, pay, I pay no attention to the lines. So, 
I'm going wow. Ohio State 55. And because, Coach, the thing about me is, like, I don't have – You need to score I, on the back end of it. I don't let my biases affect Spencer, my pick. Spencer, Just like Spencer. Lamar Jackson. Spencer. Bama's – Ohio State – back end of it. Ohio State 55, Alabama 30. 25-point route for Ohio State. I hope you take that alternate line on FanDuel tonight and see how that works out for you. That's what, can I take that action? So, yeah, yeah, yes, we can do what, a, a, a whistle pig bet or something of Ohio State? Yeah, you, uh, You're going to have to give me some damn good odds if Ohio State wins by more than 14. I'm going to get a nice them, round of golf. You're, no, you're taking them by 25 points. Yes. Why would I give you anything if you're that confident? Okay. David, go ahead. Fire away. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say. Um, Still saving, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say four, 48, uh, Alabama, four, 40, 48 to uh, 35. Okay. All right. Scoring all night. All right. Real quick, let's dive into some. Uh, there's been some news out of Houston. Deshaun Jackson isn't very happy. Deshaun Watson is not very happy. Um, and there's rumors that he could be traded at the at the draft for the drafts. I mean, two of his names have been mentioned. He's got a no trade clause. David, do you if you're if you're Houston, do you really trade a franchise quarterback like that? Um, I think I think it's plausible. Breaking news: what? Doug Peterson has just been fired. No Ooh. way. No way! Breaking news on the show. That's right. Oh, um, oh my God. Philadelphia Joe, Eagles. You are a lucky man. You're going to get Joe Brady. This is a bad day for Giants fans. Let's cry, Spencer. I hope we don't get Joe Brady. He's only 31 years old. I want someone like <laughs> who do you want? And you can have Leslie Frazier, okay? Jim Caldwell, please. Anyway, all right. David, I'm wow. sorry. You said 40 wow. 35? Yeah, no, 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 that's breaking news. Um, uh, I think it's very – I think it's unsurprising at this point that he did get fired based on the fact that if you had a blowout with your owner, I, it was a week ago I would have told you no chance or like two weeks ago going into last week. But once you hear that he has a blowout in a standard exit interview, it was only a matter of time. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been interesting. Um, so, David, getting back to what I said, do you think that Deshaun Watson gets traded? Um, see, I think this is interesting because if you're the if you're the Texans, I think your your team is much further away than just you know, you know, one or two moves. If you give your GM time and things like that, and you don't feel like you have to be a hundred percent in the win, the absolute win now moment, I would trade him and reset. I, I would think. too. I absolutely agree. Sense. I would move a lot of the salaries. Uh, so, who do you think would be the most most viable? Do you think it's smart move? I, if I'm Miami, I would definitely do it. I would give up a first a couple a couple first rounds for him for uh, for the Sean Watson. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. Deshaun is how ha- he's ha- he's 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 worth a lot of money, right? Deshaun Watson. Um, I I think yes, I think I would do it. How many years are left on that deal? Four years are left on the contract extension. So he hasn't actually 
Yeah, Sorry. he hasn't actually gone into – this will be the first year of his actual deal. Now, is Miami's roster – can Miami afford it? Because don't they have Byron Jones under – didn't they spend a lot of money in free agency oh, last year? I mean, these teams will all figure it out if they need to. Spencer, I'll put it to you this way. They still have two first-round picks this year and another first-round next year. So. Miami's the perfect team to do it. And Houston needs to do it too. Deshaun Watson is not taking Houston anywhere. He needs a team around him. All right, great. Okay, so David. Spencer, I'm going to continue to cut everybody off. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. You go ahead. Anything else? Who else? No, no, no. I'll be better. I'll be better. Keep going. David, is there any other team that you could see themselves that would make it? It could be a major upgrade that's like on the verge that could, uh, that has caps. I'll give two teams, and I'll be honest with you. I don't know the cap situation, so I'm just going to – I'm spitballing here, okay? Okay. I'm not going to sit here and find out in 20 minutes that, you know, what I said cap-wise doesn't work. Like New England Patriots are a very logical fit. I like you it. Know, they've long been rumored by odds makers to Deshaun Watson to be their starting quarterback next year. Like, this has gone back. And Bill O'Brien all that, but they supposedly have a fascination with Deshaun Watson and – does Belichick say, hey, I need to win now? It clears like three first-round picks and you take the salary. The other team that would be interesting to me, now it's more of a win-now team, and just theoretical would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Big Ben potentially could be retiring. You know, how much is Pittsburgh willing to give up? Do I know what they could give up or not? But those are two teams that I could see making a big play for it. Spencer, what do you think about the Indianapolis Colts? One, they can't trade in division. You don't want to give you don't want to give that team that much power. And you're playing them twice a year. The fan base will will riot. And and also the Colts don't really have a lot of assets. I, I think the New York Giants are the logical destination because Nick Casario. The new, the new GM of the Houston Texans, he knows Joe Judge very, very well. The Giants don't have a quarterback. The Giants have a great defense, top-line defense in a terrible division. The Giants are a perfect fit for Deshaun Watson. You look at New York City, his brand will explode. It's a perfect fit for Deshaun Watson. What about the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, he would be absolutely great if they could get rid of Carson Wentz. I don't, I don't know. I don't see how in the world that they could. Uh, well, they trade Wentz and swap salaries and uh, throw on some first round picks. That's not how it works, though. You're stuck with Jalen Hurts, man. You just drafted him. So you, you don't I'm sw- stuck with anybody. Coach, coach, you don't swap salaries like that in the NFL. I don't know, you're still going to be stuck with the dead cap. And just because there's dead cap on one end doesn't mean that Deshaun Watson's cap hit doesn't count on your end. So you're going to have a- damn near $80 million invested into your quarterback next year why would Deshaun want to go to the Eagles it's a dumpster fire there and Deshaun Watson can say no the the, the big thing here is that and the other thing that the only reason I would disagree with you Spencer is that Deshaun Watson has to agree to the trade exactly right that's why I'm saying higher end organizations well, the, right. the Giants are as high end as anybody. Four championships, best facilities, best ownership, really good ownership. Come on, David. Giants are great. Uh, I'm a Giants fan. I don't even believe what's coming out. They're not, they're not as good as anybody. 
Uh, well, maybe they're a top five organization in the in NFL over the history of the I don't NFL. Know the history, but right now I don't think it's viewed that way. Sure, David, I agree with you. All right, real quick. Obviously, we just broke the news that Doug Peterson was fired in Philadelphia. The future of Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, week one in Philadelphia next 2021-2022 season. David. Yes. Spencer. This is a godsend to Carson Wentz. This news today changed everything. And if Carson Wentz is the starter, Jalen Hurts cannot be on the roster. That's a combustible relationship. You got to pick one or the other at this point. You cannot have Jalen Hurts as a backup quarterback. You got to trade him then immediately while his value is sky high. So I don't know how high it is. Jalen Hurts played a pretty damn good, you know, rookie season here. All right. Four games, three and a half. He did. I mean, don't you think Jalen Hurts looks like a starting quarterback in, in this league? Like pretty, you know. Wentz is more talented than Jalen Hurts, absolutely. But Jalen Hurts still has some good value. I think you can get a third or a second for Jalen right now. Okay, but why would you trade Jalen Hurts for a second-round pick that you just spent on him? And second of all, um, you know you have a good backup. If Wentz is the starting quarterback, you know you have a backup that is more than capable. And in the sense that Carson Wentz, his whole career, except for last year, was hurt at some point. You know, and the Nick Foles formula, and just with if once has ever been successful, he's always missed games. That's just kind of been the reality yeah. of it. Dave, David, David, you want you want first you want your backup quarterback to be non-threatening. Carson Wentz is very mentally weak, just like we talked about here. So Jalen Hurts is not working with Carson Wentz, okay? And plus, this Eagles roster is horrendous defensively. They they, they their linebackers are, are garbage. You need that second round pick, David. Just stop. Just stop. Just realize something about. By Carson. the way, Jalen Hurts and Wentz—they don't like each other. There's no way they can. Okay, Spencer, there, he, you got to keep Carson. There still has. I've always maintained that Carson Wentz is going nowhere because you can't physically afford the cap hit. It's a physical impossibility. It's, it's, it's almost nuclear. If if they get rid of him or trade him, Kyrie Roseman should be fired on the damn spot. That's how bad of a cap situation he would be putting them in. So you keep Carson Wentz for one more year. You let Jalen Hurts develop, and then at some point, if it's just apparent Carson Wentz is terrible, yeah, Jalen's gonna be your starter, and you'll play it out for the next year. You'll have the same little saga, and then Carson Wentz becomes cuttable at least in one more year. Okay, I, I think that the situation is just horrendous with Jalen Hurts and Wentz. I just don't see you trading him. He's too valuable. Okay. Too- All right. So real quick, Spencer, we know this. Howie Roseman is quite the puppet master. He doesn't allow his head coaches to have any authority. When Chip Kelly wanted authority, he got it, and then they got rid of him after a year. Who's the next head coach that's going to be the puppet master for Howie Roseman? And is Howie officially on the hot seat for next year? There's, there's a lot of different puppet masters that are out there. Um, you look at Joe Brady, who's 31 years old. He can definitely be a puppet. You look at Jim Caldwell, who was in Detroit. He looks like he's a low-maintenance guy. Leslie Frazier's pretty low-maintenance. So there's definitely guys that could be puppets for Howie in, in, in some of the coaches I just mentioned. David, does that work? I mean, okay, so let me ask you this question, David. Is is Philadelphia a viable is, – is Philadelphia a good job right now? It, Passionate fan base. 
I, I don't see it as a good job right mm-hmm. now. I mean, it, but you know how the NFL turns, it turns in a second. But I do think for the same reasons that, you know, Spencer was alluding to with the quarterback situation, just because I think Carson Wentz will be there and Jalen Hurts will be there. I think it does make it a tougher job. And also does Jeff, um, what was it? Howie Roseman really have the backing of Jeffrey Lurie behind beyond this year. It's kind of, it's kind of similar to the whole Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge thing that, okay, it's going in the right direction, but we'll see long-term where it goes. But it's like they hired Joe Judge last year based on the fact that they were not willing to let Gettleman commit eight years or whatever it was to Matt Rule, a big-time head coach. So, you know, okay. I, I, I don't see the Eagles making a huge, huge, big-money splash as a coach. Okay. Urban Meyer's been in conversation, that uh, sounds like, down in Jacksonville. Now, San Diego seems to have an interest in him. David, you see he's apparently he's assembling his own staff, which is something Doug Peterson really had no control over over the last couple of years. Do you, where do you see Urban Meyer ending up? Um, um, honestly, I think it's – I, I I don't know what to make of it because my my gut still my 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 gut has always told me this wouldn't happen, but I'm starting to sound more and more like a broken record. That just sounds dumb because it seems like he will be there. Um, if I'm Urban Meyer and I have the chance, I'd rather be in San Diego than without a doubt. I think so too. And yeah, you could say we have Trevor Lawrence and all that, but I think that the the Jacksonville. The only way if I'm Urban Meyer, if I'm taking the job in Jacksonville, is if I'm the de facto GM. Even if there's another guy in title, I'm making all the personnel decisions. Because if not, then I don't want it. That organization's been run like a dumpster fire the last few years. And it's just not not the place I'd want to be. I completely agree with David a billion percent because Sashi Khan has already said that he's going to be the guy in control. He's a huge, huge ego, it seems like. I mean, every other game, this team is playing games in another continent over in the United Kingdom. I mean, the Jaguars' job, I mean, they have the worst stadium in the NFL. Their city is is right now dealing with some economic failures. You look at at LA, this billion-dollar stadium, and you have a proven commodity in Justin Herbert. Uh, it's hard to – we don't even know if Trevor Lawrence is going to translate and be that awesome at the NFL level. It's always a mystery. But you have Justin Herbert, a million percent the Chargers should be interested. Now, did the Chargers get in on this too late? Because the Jags and Urban have been meeting from the start. And also – I will say this, the Chargers general manager, he went to high school with the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, Brian Dable. So maybe Brian Dable might edge out Urban Meyer in uh, in L.A. So we'll see. Okay. All right. David, one last note on the coaching changes. Do you think Doug Peterson gets another head job this year? There are They are open. And, you know, as Spencer pointed it's, out. It's, honestly, he would deserve one. I mean, I think this year, the last couple this year was not, you know, 100% fair, but you won a Super Bowl. You've been to three of the last four playoffs, even if it's in a weaker NFC East and all that stuff. I, I, I could completely understand that argument, but does he deserve one? Yeah, I mean, I think if I'm the Jets, I'm taking a good hard look at it with him. Okay. 
kind of seeing where it goes from there with Joe Douglas, a guy that he's comfortable with. I think it could work. Spencer, your take. Yeah, I think Doug, if he doesn't get the Jets job, it's it's not a career ender to go to, to ESPN and rebrand yourself, take a year off. I think that'll get even a really good job next year. Um, I think that there's a good chance that he actually does not land a job um, just because of the opportunities out there. I think that there's a chance that Doug doesn't get hired, a pretty good chance. I don't think Doug has the personality for TV. Okay, all right, so let's jump into the division round weekend. We open up with the – L.A. Rams traveling to the Green Bay Packers. That's 435 start on Saturday. Spencer, who are you rolling with? We're doing our picks now. If that's okay. If that's okay. Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. It, the, I, I had an idea because, you know, you, we, we've been doing our pick six all year. Uh-huh. Why don't we throw we, – we do our traditional four picks, and then we throw two games over under. So we always have the pick six. Okay, that sounds great. Good idea. Okay, you tell me the games you want to do the over under. You know, conference weekend, we'll some over unders, a couple player props, and then Super Bowl weekend, it's going to be the game over under and just all the props in between. So, David, why don't you tell me the over under games you want to pick? Um, it depends. It, it, um, you got the Rams Packers at 46, you got the Ravens Bills at, at 50. We could do that one, this primetime game, a little bit more juice, and then maybe we'll do the – we could do the Bucks saints at uh, 52. Okay. And so we'll do, we'll do the Rams – we'll do the two primetime games. Rams, Bills, Bucks, saints Okay. All right, so, uh, Spencer, do you want to lead off? Or you want to take the Packers, uh, Packers, Rams? Do you think uh, L.A. Just heads up to Green Bay and ruins the party? Yeah, I do. I think the Rams will win this game. I do. The, the defense is too good. It's going to be an upset. Um, Jared Goff wins another playoff game. Uh, Dave, or do you want me to go? I'll, 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 I, I really liked what I saw with the Rams last weekend. I'm still a little bit concerned of their ability to actually generate the points without massive turnovers and letdowns and broken plays kind of that the Seahawks allowed. Very good uh, – I don't think it's a bad pick, but I'm going to take the Packers. I agree with you. I think uh, the Rams have a great defense, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Aaron Donald. Um, but I, I got to be honest with you, I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers, I've said this to David earlier, if he only – it's sad to say, but if he only ends up with one Super Bowl ring, you know, with all the accolades that he has, it will, it, it's a blemish. I think the guy's worthy of a couple of Super Bowl rings. So I'm going to go with David and take the Packers. All right. Uh, the next game, we're picking the over-under there. The Rams and the Bills. David, you want to fire first? The, the, Ra the Ra Ravens and Bills. Well, we'll, we'll, we're, Ravens we're, and Bills. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the over-unders for the, for, the, for the last two picks because we're going to still pick the – Okay. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens. Okay. Spencer, fire away. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the – I'm taking the Bills in a really close game. This is going to be an elite game. It's going to be an absolute shootout. I, I, I'm, I'm in between the Ravens and Bills, but this is I'm going to take the Bills late to win this game. Yeah, I'm, this of all the games out out there, I'm stuck on this one. Um, and there's a big part of me that really loves what I'm seeing up in Buffalo. But I think when I think when Deshaun Watson gets on a roll, it's hard to stop. So my <laughs> My gut says go Ravens here, so I'm going to go Ravens. 
All right. Uh, the Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I guess I'll, we're going in rotation. I'll fire first. I will. I'll go with the Chiefs. I just think that they're they've been the best team all year on paper. I think they're on a mission again. So I'll take the uh, I'll take the Chiefs. Spencer. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be a really fun game. I mean, a high scoring affair out in Arrowhead Stadium. But you know what? I am going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs as well. I'll take the Chiefs as well. I don't think that right. this one was. 10 point favorite. I think we were going to take all, all going to take the Chiefs. So, all right. Now we open up with David. Um, I'm sorry. We back back to Spencer. I apologize. Uh, okay. Buccaneers. Uh, first of all, I'm excited about this game. You know, this is, oh, this is two of the greats. There's two of the greats, two of the Hall of Famers headed in there. You know, Tampa Bay travels to New Orleans. Tampa Bay has a lot of weapons. So does, so does his New Orleans Saints. Tom Brady. Prime, prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prime prime time versus uh, two guys that honestly played together. They played against each other in college and they're in their forties. So uh, Spencer far away. Can't wait. I mean, I was telling David last night, it's so hard to beat a team three times. I'm not impressed with Drew Brees at all. I thought that offense was terrible. The Bucs are coming in. They're a better team. They're a different team than when they played the Saints the first time. And I really think Tampa Bay is going to win this game with Tom Brady and this is going to be one of the great playoff wins of Tom Brady. So I'm taking the box. David. Spencer, I'm going to disagree with you on two counts. One, the pick, uh, I am going to take the Saints. But I am going to completely disagree with you on the sense that this will never, ever, a divisional round in Tom Brady's career, even if they do win, will never be one of his all-time great playoff wins. So you, don't th- you don't think beating him? David, it's Drew Brees. It's in the dome. He's never no fans. Spencer, Spencer, stop it. No, you're right. You're right. But 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 listen. But usually, Tom Brady and the Patriots have an easy tune-up game in the divisional round. If you go for his divisional round victories, this is going to be one of the more improbable. You know what, Coach? When when he goes down in Canton, well, if they win this weekend, what's I'm sure they're going to be talking about his greatest divisional round victory ever, right? David, let's see you list better divisional round victory. Oh, Spencer, Spencer, when you were a six-time Super Bowl champion, you, you, we don't even remember who he plays in the divisional rounds. It's usually like the Chargers, and they beat up on Philadelphia. Exactly. He's finally getting tested with Sean Payton. Super Bowl champion, you don't you, you don't care. Oh, I had a great win in the divisional round. Wow. Whoop this me. is the first time he's playing Drew Brees, but Drew Brees is a really a counterpart. You know what I mean? So that's why it's such a great matchup. I got. I got. I, I, We're gonna remember. I, I, I know where your head's at. You think small. I think big. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, always forward. Small, small thinking, but anyway. But the, the thing I will point out is that the the Saints have utterly dominated the two times around, and I don't know that this is going to change. Okay, well, you know, um, the only thing small is Drew Brees' passing totals in this game. Okay. Well, I mean, your thinking is always very small, but all righty, all right. Guys, like, we'll guys, what happens? Spencer, the guy is the all-time has the most yards ever in NFL history. His so clearly he puts up numbers. Spencer, yeah. Spencer, you got to realize something. I'm not like tripling down here on the Saints winning. I'm just saying the idea that this is one of Brady's greatest wins ever is utterly. I think like top. I think top twenty maybe for Tom Brady. All right, enough. Let me make my pick so we can get this. All right, David, I, I agree everything you're saying. I really do. But I, I'm gonna. Go, I got to be honest with you. I hate guys like this. They somehow find a way. I, I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I'm going to roll with Spencer. 
Hey, so I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do because I'm, I would love to see. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I'm just I'm just saying that this will not go down as um, Tom Brady's greatest win ever. I'm gonna okay. hate. Uh, I can hate, That's a discussion for another show. How you can hate Tom Brady. So, all right. So here we go. All right. So let's uh, David the overall points uh, fifty. Okay, let's go over under. Um, over under fifty in Bills Bills Ravens. Um, I guess I I guess I'm up. So yeah. I will, I will tend to say fifty. I'm gonna say under. Uh, wow, that means their defenses are really shutting down here uh, and cranking. You know what, David? I will stay with you. I will go under. Spencer, the sucker plays the over, and I'll be the sucker. I love it. The over, do you have one of those jackets for the overs club, like at Barstool Sports? I gotta get it. You gotta get it. It's, it's small. Good. Small brains think Josh Allen. Think the offenses are. Think life, that life, the life's too short to play the under. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Okay. All right. So the over. Um, Tom Brady and the Saints. Uh, Fifty-two points. A lot of points. Um. So. However, I. I Golly, that's right there. That's you know, I'm doing the math in my head. So uh I, I will go I'll go over here. Spencer. Okay, great. I'll be the contrarian then. I think this is a dead under. I think that both of these offenses are very flawed and I think the Bucks defense is gonna play really well. So I, I expect a very low scoring game. I'll, I'll, Spencer, I'll agree with you for once. So we're going under. We'll, we'll go under together. <laughs> if we're going to die, we're going under the get. We're going six feet under together. Yeah, big brains go under. All right, David. I need a story. What storyline? What storylines are you looking for in the, this weekend series as we wrap this up? Um, I think um, the storyline I'm looking for doesn't mean it's the biggest one. Um, can can Lamar take him? Can Lamar get to the conference um, championship weekend? I mean, I think that this is the guy who was an MVP last year. They're hitting on all cylinders over the last few weeks. I think, you know, I think it will validate him as a true big game quarterback after winning a game last week. And can, can Lamar get there? I think there's a lot more pressure on Lamar than even a Josh Allen at this point in his career based on winning the MVP last year. Spencer, storyline. I think that that's a great point. It's the 2018 quarterback class, Baker, Lamar, uh, and uh, and Josh Allen. And it's also his defense is dead because really the only team who plays great defense and runs the ball to the Rams. And I hope that defense is not dead. Okay. I'll say the storyline of the week is the oldest, the older quarterbacks still very much alive. I think with you have Drew Brees, you have Tom Brady, you have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they're, there are they're the old season vets and real quick the stat of the week is uh in the AFC the oldest quarterback in the league is 26 who is he that's still that's currently still playing in this weekend's games Baker Mayfield correct you know who the youngest quarterback is in the NFC hold on Jared 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 yes absolutely Great job, boys. As always, it's fun. It's festive. It's entertaining. We got a little uh, chippy. You all right, Coach? I mean, I know. Oh, you got to realize something, Spencer. Getting chippy is part of the show. So if you're apologizing for that, you know what? Then it wasn't real. But guess what? I got I got muted today. So You did get muted because you keep cutting people off. That's not the point. <laughs> you got muted. Oh, my goodness. 
We, we, we. At some point, Spencer, I think David people... cuts people off too. We're gonna have to. I, I, cut, I, cut, I cut my fair share of people off, especially when I'm driving and I'm go, if I'm about to miss my exit. Be be assured, I will. We're gonna go back to the tape, and Bobby's gonna look at this too and say Spencer was was well behaved and you know got a bad rep with the Bobby meat. from Bobby from Arkansas might say that. Yeah, Bobby from Arkansas is hoping to join us again soon. So, all right, all right, David, take us out. Uh, if you're still listening. You can listen to us Google Play, Apple, iTunes Store, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere you can catch your podcast. And then until next time, it's changing the times.